handle the truth. See what I'm saying? All right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's the Thomas Freeman Show. We got a great topic for y'all today. We we know that people have input and opinions concerning the topic tonight, which will be don't get into relationships after you leave prison. Don't do it. And there's many reasons, and, and we're not saying this in every single case, but we saying categorically, though, more than likely you should not get into a relationship after prison. We're going to get into it. I'm waiting on my man Thomas Freeman to get his sound together. We're about to get into it. We're about to have a dynamic show tonight, Thursday night. Get right. I'm in like Flynn, boy. I'm in like Flynn. Welcome back. Thursday night, get right. Had a little sound issue. Co-host took over magnificently, as always. So, yeah, man, we got a great topic tonight. But before we get into that, we'll give our blessings. First and foremost, um, I give my blessings to all those out there that inflicted with this poverty thing going on, man, and all the struggle, trying to, you know, find some food, trying to find some shelter. Uh, many shouts out to um, all of those advocates. Tonight's show is for the returning citizen, the reformed returning citizen who's come home, avoided the pitfalls, and is out there giving back to his community and showing that we can reform. We can reform America. So that's what tonight's show is about. So the pitfalls, as my man said over here, man, getting into these relationships, you know, we've been incarcerated for so long. The first thing we want to do is get home and get us some sugar. Huh? Join my live. Join my live. So we're, we, my li we're live on TikTok. You can join us live on TikTok by searching for Demetrius Knuckles Eel. Um, and, oh, you want me to join? Yeah, <laughs> join, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's about to go down, y'all. It's about to go down. All we ask y'all to do, if you got popcorn, get your popcorn. If you got a pop, get your pop, because it's about to go down. Listen. Dynamic, dynamic topics about to be discussed. You see my man right there, side by side. See what I'm saying? So listen, so listen, y'all. Let me set the tone once again for those on TikTok who didn't understand or didn't see what we about to have a discussion about. Listen, we about to talk about reasons why people should not exit prison and go right into a relationship. And that's not in every case it it's, every case is not the same. We already know that. But we want to hear your opinion, and we're going to give you our opinion on what we think about coming right out of prison and jumping into a relationship. But first of all, and most importantly, we want y'all to know that when a lot of us get out of prison after all these years, we have changed our lives around. We do have great ideas. We do plan to do great things with ourselves. But sometimes jumping into that relationship ain't the best decision that we can make coming out of prison because we haven't even got our foot wet yet. But let's get into it. Absolutely. So I'm going to share some, some of my experiences coming home as a returning citizen in the relationship that I got into and the outcome of that. But just like Dee said, you know, the thing of it is, is that we come home and, and again, this is the reformed citizen, right? The reformed returning citizen where we got everything mapped out. We got everything planned out. But at the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know. And we even know that we feel like we've kept up with the times and we know what we're getting ready to step into. Man, let me tell you, being home seven years, you have no clue. Absolutely. And I, and I just and I just and I just told a partner of mine, came home a year. I'm gonna have him on the show here, and you're coming next week. So I'm gonna introduce you to him. But he did 31 years from juvenile up to a grown adult and then come home. And he's been home a year, and man, he's thriving out here as us reformed citizens do when we come back. But he don't see or know the pitfalls, and I'm seeing him like a chess player, like a like a master right. chess player. You know what I mean? So it's like I told him, man, just because you come home from prison don't mean the game stops. It just changes a little bit. It just changes a little bit, and... and and you can speak to that, I'm sure, all the time that you did. When we come home, we are just so excited to be home, right? 
and and to just be around love we've been absent of love for so long and we just man we are like we're like newborn babies we just want to love on everybody and do everything for everybody people ask us man can you do yeah i'll be there man i got you and we're all over the place doing everything for everybody and it takes us again a couple years to start to understand that we were being used man you ain't we were being used, man. We were being, our, our naivety was under attack because the people out here aren't used to the love that we express. Dig what I'm saying? They're not used to that. So they take advantage of that, all that they can get until it, it kind of dang near bitters us. So it's it's just getting into all of that. So what you got on that, D? Man, listen, if, if it's one thing that I do understand and believe me, I talk about this topic to this very, very day about I came out of prison into a relationship, right? And honestly, I have no regrets, right? I have no regrets, but I'm a different type of individual. I had different ideas, different goals, different aims, and different objectives. So when I came out of prison, and I got into a relationship that I'm still in today, almost five years later. It was different for me because when I and, and I'm going, I'm going to let the viewers know this, too, because I want y'all to tell your loved one who was incarcerated or just got out of incarceration. I want y'all to tell him this story that I'm about to tell you. It's real. It's a one one minute story. I got out of prison and I told myself that I wasn't getting in in a sexual relationship with anyone for at least 30 days, at least 30 days, because I wanted to get my paperwork and everything out the way. I wanted to make sure everything was good before I delve off into something like that. And that's what I did, man. But I did get into the, I did get into the, uh, the, uh, the intellectual side of the relationship soon as I came out of prison. And I don't have any regrets. I don't. But sometimes I ask myself, what if? You know what I'm saying? And that's no knock against my girlfriend. I just ask myself, what if? You know, because it's kind of like it's kind of like a baby learning how to ride a bike before he learned how to walk. That don't really that don't even sound right. Mm. That don't sound right. But Who's to say it can't happen? That he can't learn how to paddle before he actually learn how to walk. It can happen, but the likelihood of it happening, and we're talking about relationships now, the likelihood of a healthy relationship continuing after prison, statistics show that it usually don't turn out good. It usually does not turn out good. And believe me, I'm telling you firsthand experience. I've had a lot, a lot of ups and downs with my girlfriend. Because one of the reasons why relationships, one of the reasons why relationships don't work is that they don't understand what we really been through and what we've been up against the fight that we've engaged. They don't understand it. And so some things that they don't see nothing wrong with, we it gets on our nerve because we've been structured and disciplined to think a certain way, and now we out here, and now they want to keep talking, and we used to going to sleep or laying back at night. They want to keep talking. We don't want to keep talking. We want to chill. I like to be by myself. I like to sit in the dark. You know what I'm saying? They might want the light on. They might want the heat on when we was used to, however it come, it come. Whether it's heat, it's cold, it's whatever it is. We just accept it for whatever it's worth. So there's a lot of challenges, but we're going to get into this, y'all. We're going to talk about the intellectual challenges, the physical challenges, the sexual challenges, you know, the the, the fantasies. We're going to talk about all this type of stuff, man, because all of this plays a part into when you're coming out of prison and you jumping into that relationship. I think, I think Thomas, I think that we should start with Tell me what was your first thought mm. relationship-wise when you first came out of prison. And tell these people how many years you did when you came out when you came out of prison. 
13 years is what I spent. And in those 13 years, I watched everybody that was close to me just drop off, leave me, including the, 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 my wife at that time. We, had, we, were, we were married, and this was the, the mother of my only child, and, and I watched her um, abandon me uh, rather quickly. So it was knowing the whole circumstance of what I was going through in the system and what this human being was was putting me through. I mean, just the un- unexplicable torture that this person was putting me through as a man. You know what I mean? As a man who was incarcerated, who couldn't defend himself in any kind of fashion, just had to sit there and endure it and, and, and live through it and try to find peace within and fight my case all at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So it was knowing that I could never go back to her. So that was kind of where the root started to set in of the toxicity of how I was looking and forming a relationship before I even knew that I was going to form a relationship. Wow. Dig what I'm saying? So it was, I was basing the fact that I was going to get out and start a relationship so that I would not go back to my baby mom because I knew that as soon as I got out, I wanted some. That was the first thing. And the biggest mistake (laughs) that we make because we want some so quick. The easiest one is our baby mama. You right. see what I'm saying? Because nine times out of 10, we're lining her up to meet us at the gate. And everything that she did through that whole incarceration goes out the window as soon as she shows up with this good perfume on. Dig what I'm saying? So I was, I was, I was just trying to avoid that. And uh, I got to the halfway house. First thing I did, get me a phone put myself on match.com, right? Because, you know, man, I, I got weights. Like I'm, I'm, I'm at that time, man, I was a fairly attractive dude and I'm coming out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and like, I'm right. ready now. I'm coming out like a tank, cut, right. diamond cut. You know what I mean? So I put myself on match.com and, and just let it go. And then a wow. couple, couple weeks into that, I met a woman by the name of Nicolette. Right, and so we start talking on on the the app. We're going back and forth, and we exchange the number. Now I'm still in the halfway house, so I I, I don't even have permission to leave the halfway house yet. I still got to get a job. I still got to go through all the works just so I can get my first visit. Hmm. So go through all of that. Her and I were getting tight on the phone all day. Um, man, I'm at work with with her in my earpiece. We're like on the phone. For like 12, 15 hours. She's at work. This is a corporate woman. She had a corporate job. And she's at work in these board meetings with with a fish. Like the, the job that she had was for a global entity that handled large corporations, back office support. So, And I'm on the phone with her listening to very well-known CEOs that we yeah. all know their names. Just listening to these people in these boardrooms, you know, for hours while I'm working. And I got a glimpse of what high level executiveship really, really looks like, you know. Absolutely. So I I uh I got into that and and um went and saw her, man. And and from from the moment we saw each other, it was it was on. And the thing the thing with her was now is I realized that at that time, her being the entity that she was in the world that she was, this is a woman who was born and raised in Toronto, Canada, went to one Baptist school her whole life from zero to 12th grade. That's how they do it up there. Um, right. She's she Jamaican, Jamaican woman. So uh, very, very, very intelligent, very sharp. This was everything I wanted in a woman really was that could meet my my intellect could hold my conversations could challenge me in so many different aspects and and really help me grow this was the woman of my dreams man and everything was fine up until the point until i started to talk about my nonprofit and start talking about okay now it's time to start getting back to the fellas i made i made bonds i made promises to people and that never changed for me like you said i was goal setting 
I was setting a stage for myself and her being the woman that she was, she didn't want any of that. You see what I'm saying? Because she didn't want me talking about prison. She didn't want me to, to be associated to it in any kind of way. She wanted me to be an executive and, and get into that executive ship because she didn't understand the slavery that she was in. And this is where all the pieces really kind of started to come together for me is that she was born and raised in Canada. She had a socialistic mindset here in America thinking that she, so it was just so much that I was so uneducated about with the person that I was going into COVID. We learned a lot about our mates through COVID. You see what I'm saying? And it really started to turn toxic because where I messed up at was lies and deception. I started deceiving, saying that I was, uh, wasn't was doing something that I was doing. I was growing my Twitter. I was growing my social media. I was talking about advocacy. I was talking about these things. Um, meanwhile, telling her that I wasn't, for the most part. Right. And it got so bad. It got so bad, and I got so deep into, which we'll break down here break this down but i got so deep into uh the puppet master if you will right being the puppet that i was really subjecting my morals and and my personal beliefs to try to sustain this relationship because i've gotten so deep into it now by this time we're five six years into it i'm forty thousand dollars invested to this right wow. we've got loans from my parents you know what I mean? There's we bought a house together, which ended up everything going in her name because she wanted to live upscale. She wanted to live in a gated community. She wanted the executive lifestyle. And me being a returning citizen, that's not my type of lifestyle. Right. Not me personally, but society won't allow me to have that lifestyle. I have to I can't be on a HOA. I can't I can't have these types of things. Right? So right. Everything had to go in her name. And then um, once I really started forming my nonprofit, it just turned toxic. I mean, mm. when I say toxic, toxic, like toxic, right? We, we're spitting on each other. We're what? calling each other names. We're, we're physically assaulting each other. No. It got to that type of point. And it got to where... It got to where I knew I was on my way back to prison, right? I knew that I was, I have created my own prison that I felt that I could not escape out of because I've, I put in my mind that these material things that were around me were so important because that is how she indoctrinated me into that status life. We're taking cruises. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're living like executive lifestyle type of stuff. Right. And I got caught into that status because at the root of it, I was scared to be on my own. And I was telling myself that I had to have this in order to make it out here. Wow. See what I'm saying? So I got into the mindset that I didn't want to, to, to appear as a failure because I, I put up so many hopes in my daughter. My family raised so much right. hopes in my daughter, which is another issue that how the family can, can boast the kids up so much for us to be like these saviors coming home that we have such a high bar to set in our children's mind that it's almost unachievable. And then we're just set up for failure. So I'm competing with that. You know what I mean? To try to keep all of that. And it was just so much on me that it came to the point to where I had to make a decision, man. I was either going to, to stay in this and go back to prison or just walk away from everything and, and start over again five years after coming home from prison. So she came in one night. It, it got to the point to where my daughter came and stayed with us and we were arguing and fighting so much with her in the house, it breaks my heart, man. 
to know that my daughter was in the room and we're calling each other some of the most vile things on earth, you know, and she was like, man, bump this. I'm out of here. I'm going back with my mom. I'd rather be, it was, my mom's life was toxic, but it damn near wasn't as toxic as this, you know, right. and, and that's how she, she essentially put it. And she, she got out of there. And then I still stayed a whole year after that trying to make it work because I didn't want to lose what I had invested in it. But it just got to the point, man, where I'm, I'm now sleeping in her room and she would just come. She came in one morning and kicked open the door and just started yelling at me, calling me a scumbag, a criminal, you know, that, that um, I was never going to amount to nothing, you know, just on and on. And I just got up. I packed a duffel bag with a shirt and some drawers and some, some shorts and I left everything. Wow. My TVs, man, I had big screen TVs. I had all that stuff, man. I said, man, bump all of this stuff, man. At the root, at the root, homie, I just woke up one day and I'm like, you know what? It was, a, it was another female, matter of fact, that hasn't seen me in a long time that I ran across and her and I was talking. And, and um, this was an old friend from way back in the day. And I started playing some of the conversations because I was recording this chick. So I started playing some of the conversations that she would have with me. And she's like, Tommy, she's like, what the hell? She's like, I'd never known you to let anybody talk to you like that. She's like, the Tommy I knew would have never let anybody talk to him. And man, that was, that was it. That was like, God sent me that angel to say, son, wake up. You're not... I didn't make you go through all of that stuff right. to come back and, and go through it all again. Wake up. And, and that was it, homie. When, when that decision came, I packed that bag and I said, man, at the root, I know one thing about me, if nothing else. I'm a hustler. I, I'm a creator. I create. I created everything that we have now. I can do it again. And I left. And I've right. been and I've been gone since then, and and angels have come my way just to keep me on my path, and and man, that's it. I've just man since then I've I've gotten my nonprofit founded. I got my full five hundred one c three, you know. I got my podcast, which which now grew with you, and now is growing. Now it's on the radio, and and I'm I'm building again. But this time, third time's the charm, homie. I'm a hard headed yeah. dude. But I think after the third time, I, I think I finally got it. Man. Let me let me let me just say, first of all, that you have to be congratulated for maybe it took you longer than others to realize, wake up and understand that it was time to go. But you left. And that's the most important thing. The second most important thing is that you didn't end up end back up in prison. That's the second most important thing. The third most important thing is that you didn't let that relationship define your ability or stymie your ability to keep pressing forward and, and, and succeed. And for that, you deserve congratulations. And, uh, and, 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 I, and I would just say this here, man. I know I have a whole lot of friends, a lot, a lot of friends who just got out of prison over the last five years with me. And and I and I got to honestly say this, too, man, because I'm thinking about it as I'm talking and as we open the show up. My friend Bruiser, married, came right out, married. Uh, uh, my friend Jamo came right out, got into a relationship it, it, it didn't go sour, but he left that. He'd been in a relationship for over five years. Corey, Daniels Bay. Most of the guys that I know, and, and, and let me just, let me just uh, frame this like this. The guys that I'm talking about, we have walked the yard. We have talked together. We talked about relationships. We talked about the do's and don'ts. We talked about I don't want to get caught up. We talked about the number one, the number one reason for men returning to prison in Michigan. This is the number one reason statistically for over, I think it's over 30 years now, is women. That is the number one reason. Before I left prison, 
we used to have these classes because all the guys that I named, we're we're what is referred to as juvenile lifers throughout the United States. That means that all of us caught our our first degree murder case prior to the age of 18. We're we're labeled juvenile lifers. So when when the law came out in 2016 and we must be resentenced or go back to court so they can hear our upbringing rather than just give us life and throw us away, we was all together. And as we're on our way, you know, to get resentenced, give our life sentences, taken up office and get some numbers, parolable numbers, we used to walk and talk, man. And, and, and I will honestly say that that community of brothers that I had with them right to this very day, all of us still communicate to this very day because we was real brothers. So we was able to counsel one another and we was able to have that, you know, that locker room talk about the women, that locker room talk about, man, come on, man. We was able to, we was able to check one another, hold one another accountable. So we came out with a different mindset because, for example, my girlfriend right now was my childhood crush. Mm. She never... Me, you, you have never seen a picture of us on Facebook or nothing. She just do not. She say social media is the devil, period. And and so she will never be on Facebook in a picture with me. Actually, she's on one picture, but she's not with me in the picture. I'm in the picture, but she's not with me. And me, she was my childhood, uh, childhood crush in the second grade. I used to chase her home. <laughs> now. She lived at the corner house on this block. One block away, I lived in the corner house. But our lifestyles was different because their family was considered the Jackson family. It was a lot. Of, it was eight brothers and two girls. Mm-hmm. And all of them had the pretty hair and the girls was real pretty. Whereas our family was the, we, we was the thieves of the neighborhood. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We was the, we was the d- dirt balls of the neighborhood. You know, we was the criminals for real, the drug addicts, the drug dealers. That was us. So although her mother was my babysitter when I was young and she worked at the nursery home that I, I used to go to right next door to her house. Uh, I never. And this is this is this is crazy. I told her this and she didn't even realize it. I never once had a conversation with her. Never once. Until. 2018. Never had a conversation with her. And we stayed one block away from each other, went to school. You know, other than the second grade conversation, I'm talking about a real conversation. Because her brother, her family protected her just that much. They protected her. They didn't want, it wasn't me or my family. They didn't want nobody messing with their sister, period. And to this very day, Mm. their brothers don't want me messing with their sister. (laughs) And all of us cool. All of us grew up together. Her brother was the deputy warden where I paroled from. Mm. So, so I'm saying all of that to say that that's why the situation is a little bit different with me is because I'm talking about somebody that I knew since I was four, five, six years old. And she went on with her life, became uh, real big in the healthcare field, very big corporate type stuff. And when I got out, I was with, my ex, they got the same name. <laughs> I was with my ex. So <laughs> it's funny ex... how it works out that way, man. I tell you, it always works <laughs> out that way. I'm telling so, you, man. It, it honestly do, man. And the problem that I had getting out with my ex is, first of all, all she kept saying was she would tell people when Demetrius get out, uh, we gonna we gonna have some money. We gonna have this. So she was already raising the bar, right? Mm. She was already setting her children up with an idea of me that was not me anymore, right? So and then she would always say this: I know you gonna be messing with them women because that's all you did when you was young. Okay, you talking thirty years ago, and this is what I used to tell her all the time. I say that's why you and I could never go anywhere. Because you talking about something that happened 30 years ago, anybody that's doing the same thing 30 years later, 
They didn't waste 30 years of their life. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the same thing. I'm a grown up individual now. And so me and her, we parted ways. I'm good. Never did anything. I'm talking about never, the pants never came down, period. Because we parted ways because they was hyping me up here in my mind as I, because I'm an intelligent individual now, in my mind I said, man, it's like they want me to engage in the same behavior that led me to prison in the first place. I don't have no money like that. I had money like that because I sold drugs. I don't Hmm. sell drugs anymore. I give hope. I don't sell nothing. I give away hope. I give away wisdom and gems and and take back that education that people are willing to give to me. And so after her came my present girlfriend, all within the same month. And I remember she told me this, man. She said, this is what she told me. She said, welcome, welcome to a new world. Welcome to a new world. She she won't even remember telling me that. And so I didn't understand what she meant. Welcome to a new world. Until I remember one time I was I was driving at that time, I was driving a, a, a 2006 or seven Impala. And uh mm. I remember asking her, she said, I want to, I want to come over. Because we was going through Messenger. And I said, you know, we can just call each other now, right? We didn't talk every <laughs> single day. She give me a number. And uh, she told me at the time her situation at home and blah, 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 blah. And I just kept remembering her say, welcome to a new world. And so I say, uh, you're going to come over to see me today? I was staying with my cousin because I just got out of prison. And she said, yeah. I said, so what you driving? She said, I'll be in a black Jaguar. So I'm like, okay. Now keep in mind, I've been gone almost 30 years. I'm mm-hmm. looking for the Jaguars from back then because I ain't, I haven't seen the Jaguars up today. Right. So I see this Jaguar. I'm like, oh man, I like this car, but I still don't know it's the Jaguar. I'm just like, I just like the car. Mm-hmm. And she pull up and get out. I'm like, oh man, I like that Jaguar there, right? And to make a long story short, man, you know, she was welcoming me. And taking a chance on me, her family, to this very day as I'm speaking to you right now, many of them question why is she why is she still with me? This is five years later. Many of them. And the one thing that I like and fell in love with her about, first of all, she worked, she worked out. And second of all, she's a real natural born legal corporate hustler mm. right and the one thing that she liked and loved about me is when i say man i worked man i worked at one job for they was giving me less than minimum wage that was my that's still my favorite job to this day they just didn't pay me that's why i quit i caught covid and didn't go back but i still go up to that place right now and help people for free Because I told them I would rather help them for free, knowing it's my passion, than allow y'all to use me. And I'm helping these people. Mm -hmm. So I had two and three and four jobs. And I remember the seventh month I was out. Keep in mind, I was gone 28 years. Mm -hmm. Seven months after I was out. Matter of fact, let me say this part. She used to always, we'd go to restaurants all the time, like we do now. And she she paid for all the restaurant food. And I said, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. She said, no, I want to make sure that when you start doing this, that you actually ready. I don't want you to step out too fast. Right. Mm. So she gave me time to grow. She gave me time to find my independence, financial independence, social independence, intellectual independence. She gave me that time. And. Seven months after I got out, I saved up at that time $7,500. I said, I'm ready I'm ready to get out of my cousin's house to get my own house. And that's what I did. And she was right there, right? And so, but that's not the case for everyone. 
some people find themselves. And, and by the way, you speak of Jamaican and, 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 and that Jamaican girl's defense. I would say that them Jamaican girls, they know how to cut a guy with words because I didn't heard mm. and and that accent with it too. Oh man, that be cutting like pep in the eyes. Look, KDC good. And so, you know, a lot of relationships do turn toxic, man, because there's no room to grow. There's no room. And then I, I have had this discussion and this argument with my girlfriend. I've told her on many occasions before that it's like when you get out of prison, some women don't want to see you succeed. They want you to depend on them because they was probably with you for the last few months of your prison sentence or years, years prior to, and now you out. They don't want you to stray far away from home. And now I tell my girlfriend this right now. And I told my ex this, this is one of the reasons why I broke up with my ex. I do not want to feel imprisoned by you. That's mm. my triggers. When you tell me, ask me, keep asking me where I'm going, and and I've been gone all this time. I'm going anywhere I want to go now. Right. I just did 28 years in prison. Right. You supposed to be saying, go have fun. Right. What time you coming back? Don't keep on questioning me about what I'm doing, because it becomes a trigger. Because that's what the police did to us in prison. Mm. Don't keep on, don't, don't act. Who is that on the phone? Uh, 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 did you eat today? Uh, just bring me some food if that's the case. So it's a lot of small things that they don't understand that triggers us. And that be the recipe for the destruction of any relationship that one may pursue as soon as you get out of prison. Right. So let's, let's start towards the wrap up on on that right there, the exposure, the solutions, right? So that's it. In my in my own relationship, it was starting to come to the understanding that one, I lost a sense of self. You know what I mean? I lost I, a sense of self because I, I was being wrapped up into this materialistic, egoic view where I thought that I couldn't go to again. See what I'm saying? And yeah. it was it was understanding that that is what got me to prison to begin with and got me into the selling drugs. And I was uh, I allowed myself to be duped, to lie to myself, to be duped, to fall right back into it. And and then it was it was um man like you said the 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 you know what when you said that it reminded me of the scene what was that with uh poetic justice remember? With um with with Joe Tory where where the chick is on the side I can't remember her name oh yeah 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 and she's like uh, she's telling and then finally she's and he the whole time he's just sitting there brushing his hair and she's just chewing into him you little DMF and you can't do this and you can't even stay hard and then finally she said it she said and that's why I'm effing another and he yeah. just. Mm. And that is the thing. But and then the burden on us men is that we're wrong. We're the animals now when you can't take no more. And it's like you just see for me, when I put my hands on her or any other female, it was because they have pushed me to the limit that I just wanted them to stop. You see what I'm saying? And and I know there are so many men out there, murderers who can understand exactly what it is that I'm talking about is that they just would not stop and they keep going and they keep going and they keep going until you're just like, and I was getting there again. And that's, and that's when God had to intervene, man, God had to intervene and send that angel my way to whisper that little thing in my ear to snap me up and to realize that that's it for me. I'm done with it, man. And and there are women out here that it's hard for them to understand when I say that I'm done with that stuff, man, because I have to make sure that I'm 100% complete. And I know that I'm not. I still have right. anger issues. 
I still have alone issues. I have I have a lot of abandonment issues. Like I'm going on 48 years old here in August and I've never been in a healthy relationship. Never. Never been in a healthy relationship. Never been in any kind of loving relationship. I don't really know what true love is. You know what I mean? And every relationship I've been in, I've been abandoned. I've been kicked to the curb because sexual prowess only goes so far. Right. You know what I mean? And and here again, I got out of prison and fell into the same thing. You had a good looking white man coming out of prison, right? And she needed that, she needed that that white face. Right now that I know that she needed that white face for that corporate structure because she's surrounded by these white men. So in order for her to to get that status that she's trying to get, she needed a white man with with her. You know what I mean? And that's I fit that mold. And I think what really ended up happening was when she saw that I couldn't I couldn't really fit into that even though no matter how hard I was trying my core wasn't that. You know you what I mean? You wasn't that white guy. <laughs> I wasn't that white guy. I'm not the guy that can comb his hair to the side and wear his tight, his britches <laughs> right. tight and that metropolitan guy. That's not me. You know what right. I mean? I'm a roughneck. And that's just the way that it is. That's the way it'll always be because that's where I find my comfort at is being a roughneck. But I'm the nicest roughneck you'll ever meet. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I... I'm just fascinated, man, because it's like I told my young cousin a few, three years ago, he got out of prison, right? And there was this female. She was already pregnant. She was about seven months pregnant at the time. Maybe maybe about, maybe about five months. I, I say about five. And so she had the baby. And I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. They still together to this day. He called the baby his his baby, right? And I used to caution him at the in the beginning about getting into the relationship because he was he was like 23 years old, 24 years old. And I used to caution him. Yeah, but they still together to still together this to this very day. The baby is his baby. And so I I know some examples, but I could tell you of so many that just fell right on the part because it was like the prison, the prison was the belt that held the pants. The pants is the relationship. The prison was the belt that held the pants up. As soon as you got out of prison, you no longer had that belt. The pants fall. And I mean, literally the pants fall too. And they Absolutely. don't fall in front of the same woman. So man, I know I, I, I have too many friends, male and female who made that mistake, man. And they didn't get into a relationship that allowed them to grow before they became attached. It was no real, it was a prison friendship. And that's why, that's why I talk about my, my relationship is because mine was before prison. Mm -hmm. There was a friendship, childhood friendship. Whereas guys coming out of prison today have a prison friendship no more than more no more than a pen pal with the opportunity to visit every now and then mm -hmm. relationship that's not that's not a real relationship that's like saying practice is the actual game no you can score as many points as you want to during practice it don't win the game see when you come out here you are in the game mm. So all of them, all them good old letters that you wrote to that female and all that nice stuff she said to you, that stuff sound good. I did it at one time too. When it, my fifth and sixth and seventh year in prison, I had, I knew every word to say to a woman. So, so all that stuff sounds good. And, and ladies, all the ladies who are watching, I'm talking to y'all right now. We not male bashing. We're supporting our brothers. But more importantly, we got to tell the truth. And there are a lot of good brothers coming out with very good intentions. Hmm. But if you ladies don't give him room to grow, 
his his good intentions won't be had or seen by you. They'll be seen by another woman because you will become the practice for him to find the real game, the real woman. So now he perfected his practice to share with the real woman his true worth because you would not allow him to grow. You would not allow him to experience, understand, and treat his trauma. And trauma is real, ladies. I'm telling y'all right now, trauma is real. Let the brother grow. Give him room to grow. Allow him to find his independence and teach him, if necessary, counsel him, comfort him along the way to his independence. Don't take that away from him because that's one of our greatest triggers. People holding us back because that's what the police did to us in prison. Mm. Don't do what the police did to us. Let us grow. 100%. And, and there's, there's, you know, probably somebody in the, in the crowd that that's taking that and understanding that winners is because that's 100% applicable to me. And that is the, the decision that I had to make. So getting into you returning citizen, coming home, what do you do? Like you're sitting there and you're like, dang, man, I don't want to get caught up in none of that, but man, I want some tail and I want, so living that, like D just said, you got to tell the truth. So now I'm at the point now where I tell them flat out, listen, this is, we can do whatever, but this is where I'm at. I'm not looking for no relationship. I'm not looking to get into nothing because one, I'm, I'm, I'm creating a nonprofit and I don't have time. I know that I do not have the time that it takes to help a, a, to, to be fruitful within a relationship. I don't have the time to invest in it. My mind isn't in it. I'm not going to be sitting here talking. I don't want to talk about your day. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to. That's not the position I'm in. So if I have to do without, this is how I had to start telling myself. I had to start taking control of myself in that aspect. So if I had to go without in order to have that, that peace so that I can concentrate on the most important thing in my life, my legacy, then I just did it. You see what I'm saying? I just did it. And sex is overrated. Let me tell you. I agree with that. It's overrated. It's, it's Unless you're with a partner that you can really feel it with, that's all that really matters because that's when it's good. But just just to have sex, just to have it because there's an aspect of you that you can't control or you can't tame, you know, yeah. So it's, for me, it's it's finding dear people that are close to you and just building a kinship and a friendship with those individuals and it may just be one individual. It may be multiple individuals. But the point is, is that you have a kinship with these people, that each person is special to you in, in such a fashion that, that you're growing. Like you said, the most important thing, D, is that you have room to grow. Your growing did not stop coming home from prison. You're right. taking on a whole new aspect. And you don't know what you don't know. You don't. You don't know how these women are going to look at you when you're standing in, in 7-Eleven or KFC or at a restaurant or wherever it is that you're at in the world. You right. know, And you don't want to put yourself in a prison because you think at the time that you're going to be with this woman for, for the rest of your life. But once you get out and get that tail a couple times and now you're seeing this bad woman and this bad woman and they're all opening their legs for you and all kinds of stuff. And you're like, whoa, don't do that to yourself. One, you owe it to yourself to get out and enjoy your freedom a little bit. Absolutely. Express yourself, enjoy your freedom so that you know what you want and what you don't want. So that you know these things versus getting involved with the woman. Because I tell you, like I said at the top of the conversation, when we come out, man, we are lovable teddy bears. And these women don't know that out here. They don't know nothing about that. And we come home, we want to cuddle, we want to massage, we want to do all the things that these women are craving out here. These women fall hard for the returning citizen that comes home and gives them that type of, 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 
of attention and now you're 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 not really into it no more what you thought that you had really ain't there but yet this woman may have kids she may have altered her whole life for you so it's understanding that you don't want to take other people's lives off course either because that karmic value is going to come back on you as well so in order just to avoid all of that just tell whoever your mate is from the gate. Do not lie. Do not deceive just to get laid. Be honest and just say, wherever this goes, just know this is where I stand at. If you're okay with that, I'm okay with that. But if not, I just don't want no drama in my life. And I'm just trying to get my life together. And, and when the dust settles, we'll see who's there, you know? Hey, hey, man. That's a, that's a good, uh, some very great advice for, for our returning citizens, brothers and, and sisters, because we talking to y'all too. Don't think y'all got away because some of y'all get out here and y'all chase that D for real. Women chase the D like the, like the guys chase the P and, and just like Thomas said, I agree that sex is overrated. We put too much stock into it. And guess what happens when I can't remember the song, the song say, uh, I can't even remember the song. We supposed to be trying to chase success because success is what establish our legacy in this world. That's what we supposed to be chasing, not sex, because sex, you can get so, so sexually driven that you just lose sight of reality. So we want to bring awareness to relationships after prison. And we want to tell the brothers and sisters who are getting out and the family members who are supporting your loved one who is getting out. Don't get into a relationship when you get out of prison. Don't do that. Give yourself time to grow. Because if you're not giving yourself time to grow and you get into a relationship with someone, they feel like, You've already grown. So they're not going to give you time to grow either. It's not even going to be a thought in their mind that you're you're not growing because they feel like if you got out and wanted to get into this relationship that they wanted to get into, then you must already be grown. But no, you got to stand up for yourself and say, look, I don't want to do this because I want to give myself time to grow. I want to give myself time to explore who I am. Forget the world. I want to explore who I am. And that's what's most important in that relationship aspect. So, you know, we we about to wind down, y'all. But we want y'all to know that every Thursday night, this is to our TikTok viewers. And for those who are already on YouTube, you already know. To our TikTok viewers, every Thursday night, we do Thursday night, get right. I'm talking about raw and uncut talk. This is this right here is more addictive than heroin, the type of stuff that we talk about. More addictive than fentanyl, and please don't take no offense to it. And, because And definitely safer. It Absolutely safer. You ain't, you, <laughs> oh, no, they might fall out, though. But listen, so we don't want no one to take offense to it because we help, we help out those who are drug dependent. We love helping them out. That's the work that we do. That's why we're in this work. So when I make reference to that this, this show is a, more addictive or then fentanyl or heroin, please don't take it the wrong way. I just use that metaphorically. That's it. Because we love helping people out, no matter the race, the color, the creed, no matter the addiction, no matter the situation in life. Our purpose is to help. And with that, I'm going to pass it back so we can close this, shut this down. But I'm going to stay right here on YouTube. on uh, uh, Not YouTube. I'm going to stay right here on TikTok with my viewers. And that's... And that's you know, that's exactly it. You know, is is uh there's a comment from uh Mrs. Pastor Pastor Jennifer, which um pastor at Shady Hills Mission Chapel out here in, in uh Pasco, which I'm gonna try to see if I can get you out there while you're while you're over here too, man. I got a whole thing lined up for you guys. But what I was talking about the other day about lining up with that thing, I don't think I'm gonna make that happen yet. Cause I just wanna right. get you guys here and get um you to meet uh, these other organizations, <clears throat> and then we'll form a game plan on how we want to present that. But 
Like she says, invest in yourself and you won't need to seek it out. When it's right, it will happen in the right way according to God's plan. And and that is so profound because we have, uh, Miss, Miss Jennifer and I have been having a lot of issues with organizations down here. And we've been having a lot of talk, man. There's a lot of divinity happening within this group that we're working with and a lot of... Uh, let me tell you, man, God is just God. One, God is great. Two, he's got a hell of a lawnmower, man. Let me tell you, <laughs> because he keeps his he's keeping this grass nice, short and clean for us. So we can see these snakes a mile away. Ooh, we dig what I'm saying. So it's it's understanding that. A lot of times. We think that we're working within divinity. We think that God has our back and that God is is providing things for us. But God may be very well trying to get things out of your way. Mm, mm, mm. And he may have somebody waiting for you. But you just won't let that person come because you like the, the fat ass. You know what I mean? And you like <laughs> yeah. the thick thighs. You know what I mean? And and you got we got this this image of what our lust is is in control of. And and sometimes, man, we really stop that jewel from coming to us because of 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 lust. So again, for the returning citizen, just you already know. You already know. And this is again all of this. For the listener, 88.5, thank you guys here in the Tampa Bay area. Um, the listener is to understand that we are speaking of the reformed returning citizen. And within the reformed returning citizen, this is an individual who's very thoughtful, very meticulous in his thoughts, and and is a goal planner and, and is really out to... to accomplish things in life so it's understanding that just like how us men right us men we like to be the saviors we like to be superman we like to see the the woman and we think that she's down and out and we think that by going and saving her that she'll love us for the rest of her life and be devout and loyal there's women out there that think the same way and when they see us coming out of prison, they think the same way. Here goes a good-looking man that I could have. I can save him, and he'll love me forever. I'll give him a place to stay. I'll feed him, and I'll, you know, I'll do all the things for him, and he's going to love me forever. And that's, that's not the case because, like Dee said, you're putting this individual back in a prison he just released from, and all of this is, is the core of toxicity. So mm. with, with that... Keep this in mind, reform citizen. Play chess. The chess does not stop when you come home. Absolutely. The chess does not stop when you come home. So once again, thank you to to, to Great Minds Project 5.0. Thank you to Michigan Liberation Coming Home Coalition, the Thomas Free Me podcast here on Thursday Night Get Right. Thank you for all of our support, all of our fans. Thank you for all the comments you guys have been going through. Thank you guys for just being here with us, supporting us, because this is why we do it. This is why we dedicate our time is for you. And and it's all essentially just to get you in a place that we know that you want to be. You know, we all want to be good people. And me, Demetrius, and, and all of us, man, all the reformed citizens, we've been in that corrupt life. We know what it is, and we have found how how to to get out of it and we come to share that with you because it's beautiful over here man you ain't lying man it's beautiful it's, over here so in closing again i want to thank everyone that he thanked from coming home coalition and michigan liberation safe and just michigan michigan united and and all these other organizations that have been on the ground i mean fighting to fight criminal justice reform i mean we've been fighting this fight and we want to Thank all of the churches and all of the community centers and all of the real people out here that's trying to help us bring forward a better world.
for us to live in and help us to realize that we can do or be what we want to be if we would only have faith in ourselves and build a community based on the opinions and lives of the real people who is the people of our community, the real citizens. Thank you all for tuning in. And we ask that y'all make sure that y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all subscribe to uh, uh, Thursday Night Get Right. Make sure y'all subscribe to Demetrius Knuckleseal on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and every other social media platform because I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. I've been doing this for five years. Listen, this is real for me. Amen. So I'm out. With that, peace be unto you. Be your best self. Get out in your community. Speak up. Speak out. If you see something, say something. Speak out against the corruption. Be loud. We're we the people. Power to the people, man. We out. Stay, stay blessed.